the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. On Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets. Live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. This is Prime Cuts, the best of the Colin Coward podcast. Great NFL insight. Packers insider Tyler Dunn discussing Aaron Rodgers' recent media beefs. Mike Silver on the Brian Flores firing. He's got a new take. And what Jim Harbaugh's next move could be. Chad Millman, sharper square. First, though, my top takes of the week. You know, I saw a story last week. Boomer Esiason, former NFL quarterback, he does a morning show in New York City on WFAN, which is the most popular station, one of the first sports talk radio stations. So he does a morning show. It's called Boomer and Geo. And about a week ago, he got a text on his phone and he never really asserted this was true. He simply said, there's something sent to me on my phone that says that Aaron Rodgers was planning to sit out the Super Bowl due to the NFL's COVID policies. And I've said this often about my show. My show is not just opinions. Sometimes it's theories, predictions. I'm not looking for 100% accuracy. I'm looking to be interesting. I listened to the entire Boomer Esiason Geo 10-minute segment. They never said it was true. They offered up the information, debated it, and discussed it. I'll throw something out here that's interesting. So the number had come from the Virginia area. And that's what really piqued my interest, not the story. Several years ago, when I was ripping Aaron Rodgers, I got a text from a Virginia number. Don't know who it was, anonymous. Giving me inside information on the Packers. Some of it was pretty darn detailed, like way more than your typical fan. So I looked up the number. uh, I looked up the address of the number, and in no way did it appear to be somebody that worked for an NFL team. But there was too much information not to be an insider, things that had not been published yet. And so when I hear the Aaron Rodgers story with Boomer, and I, and I go back to my story, it's the only time in my career that's happened. 
that I get a random anonymous text with lots of inside information claiming that Aaron Rodgers, the claim was he's leaving Green Bay. It was almost like somebody was trying to set me up to look bad. It was almost like somebody was setting up Boomer to look bad. And Boomer and I both feel like the information is a little too accurate to be, I don't know, a random fan. Is it possible that somebody in Aaron Rodgers' camp is trying to create, when the criticism gets hot, a little misinformation campaign, which he can use to validate the inaccuracy of the media? I mean, did anybody else notice how harsh the criticism of Boomer Esiason was from Aaron Rodgers? Ever since Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl, since that time, it's been playoff disappointments. It's the deception about immunization. It's the losing to Brady. And he's taken a very anti-media narrative. Now, remember, Tom Brady would not waste a second of his life worrying about the media. It's family and football. Aaron spends an inordinate amount of time making sure you know the media doesn't know what they're doing. Now he's angry with Boomer for misleading everybody about him. I just think it's really weird. Why is he beating up Boomer Esiason? Why would this silly story bother him? Why did Boomer get that text from Virginia? Why did I get that text from Virginia? It's all very suspicious to me. Aaron likes control. That's why he was so damn pissed when they drafted Jordan Love and a year later leaked stories to the media to bury the Packers on draft day, regardless of what any insider in the NFL tells you. They all came out the same day with the story, draft day. What a zany coincidence. I just thought the criticism of Boomer was over the top. Boomer did not report it like it was factual. I don't know Esiason, but I listened to the story. I listened to the segment. They kind of threw it up there as a thought balloon more than anything. Sometimes the person building the most ridiculous narratives about Aaron, is it possible it's Aaron himself? So I got a call a day ago from a defensive coach in the NFL that coached against the Giants. Uh, here's the first thing he said. He goes, the first thing the Giants have to do is get rid of Joe Judge. It has been chaos, according to his buddies, inside the Giants. The second thing he said was, this is the worst offensive line by far in the NFL. And he said, here's what's interesting. They release Kevin Zeitler like a year ago. He was their second best offensive lineman, at the time, arguably their best. He goes to the Baltimore Ravens and signs a three-year deal worth $22.5 million. So they draft Andrew Thomas. Now, he came in the pandemic year out of Georgia, and he was a little overwhelmed with no preseason for the first year. But this coach said, Thomas is going to be a 10-year starter. Great kid, getting better. After that, he said they have four backups joining him on the offensive line. That he felt it was a roster full of backup offensive linemen and Andrew Thomas. So he said, regardless of who they get, Gettleman never replaced Eitler. They had an injury to a center. So now they have a backup to an average offensive lineman. 
whoever takes over, they've got to get the O-line fixed. It is the lowest ranked O-line in the league. And, and my coaching contact said in all his years, he'd never seen an offensive line that was less talented. Secondly, on Joe Judge, th- this is what I heard from somebody I trust. So years ago, I worked out east, as you know, in Connecticut. Connecticut is overwhelmingly half the state is Patriot fans, uh, half the state New York Giant fans. So over the course of time, I made friends with a, a former New York Giant employee who was reasonably up the food chain, uh, still has connections to the team. So, you know, once or twice a year, we talk. So I texted him at the end of the year on Joe Judge. And his takeaway was, oh, this job is not secure. He said, just wait for a week. And I said this on the herd FS1. This is in a real murky area. Well, apparently the murky went sideways. But Joe Judge was combative was very much a my way or the highway guy, uh, reportedly got into a fight in the last 24 hours with his offensive line coach. Uh, I can tell you this person said that Jason Garrett was at wit's end dealing with him. So just a lot of chaos with Joe Judge. Uh, and this is another Belichick assistant that, you know, proximity to greatness doesn't equal greatness. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, that it's another Belichick assistant that comes into an organization, very strong willed and tries to dictate terms and simply doesn't have the respect or the resume to back it up. That was Matt Patricia. And that's what I'm hearing Joe Judge was. But regardless of who they hire, this is a horrific offensive line. You start looking around the teams in the NFL playoffs. Find me the battle lines in the playoffs. We always pay attention to defenses and quarterbacks and coaches. Find me the awful offensive lines in the playoffs. Cincinnati's is probably the weakest. After that, most are average or above average. All right, let's bring in Tyler Dunn, founder of Go Long, the newsletter, a great source for all things Green Bay, all things NFC North, and a lot of NFL sources. So um, let, let's start with this. Um, that hub arkish Aaron Rodgers situation, um, what's funny about it, Tom Brady would not have reacted to it. Russell Wilson would not have reacted to it. Um, I don't think Patrick Mahomes would have reacted to it. I don't think Justin Herbert would have reacted to it or Lamar Jackson. Aaron not only reacted to it, he was hyper aggressive. And it, it's it, how did that land for you that he went right? I mean, I don't care. I thought it was funny. It's just it's football theater to me. But how did that land? I mean, I'm sure all Packer fans supported him. But for you, how did it land? Right. I, I think that we all we, we all heard the comment and it's it, it, it kind of catches your attention when you hear somebody who's voting for MVP use that for reasoning. But you're right. I think a lot of quarterbacks, I think Tom Brady maybe says between five to eight words and has no reaction to something like that. Right. But that's what makes Aaron Rodgers different. He cares about this stuff. He cares about what people think about him, what they say about him. His antenna is up 24 seven. 
Um, yeah. People are telling him what's being said, what's what's being written. And and he's going to react. He, he is really in effort mode. Um, and he, he said it himself. He's going to react to these things. And uh, I think that the MVP award, Colin, means a great, great deal to Aaron Rodgers this season, especially, you know, to the narrative of his career. Um, I think very much like um, kind of like Kobe Bryant was, was so consumed with, you know, the narrative of his career and kind of scripting a movie. Kent Babb wrote a great story, I believe, in the Washington Post a few years back on this. Some athletes, they, they, they care deeply about that story arc and, and how they'll be remembered. I think this MVP award more than any other, more than maybe anything means a ton to Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, when he hears that, he knows other voters might think that way and he's going to go nuclear. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I said this the other day. I said, when I take the last two years of Aaron, which he's looked so good and so effortless, very Marino like, it's just easy. I said, Eli Manning needed two Super Bowls, especially over Belichick and Brady to become a, a hall of famer. Uh, Big Ben, um, I don't think he's better than Aaron Rodgers if he had three. Um, I don't feel like this Super Bowl for Aaron. I really don't. He's a top 10 quarterback ever. He's maybe a top five talent. There's an Elway. If Elway would have won one Super Bowl and that's it. I'm good. It's still one of the most remarkable. Marino never won any. And I've really come to terms with Aaron that I always liked him more than Favre. I thought he was a smarter version of, of, of what Green Bay's quarterbacks had been, Brett Favre. But I, I really looked today and, you know, Aaron said after that first Super Bowl, he said, this is it. I, I thought it would feel bigger. And would it be crushing to him if he didn't win it? Because I think he knows now. I think Aaron knows. Listen, I'm a top 10 guy ever. I'm going to be the records, the regular season stuff. I mean, what do you, what if Aaron loses in the second round? Is it a crushing thing? Does it influence where he plays next year, in your opinion? Boy, it was really interesting last year when, I mean, immediately when they lost to Tampa Bay, what happened, Colin? It was, he threw his future into the darkness instantly. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's, and he kind of changed that narrative. It wasn't one and four in the NFC championship game. It was how could Green Bay do this to Aaron Rodgers? How could they put him in this mental space where he might not want to be there this year? I remember Matt LaFleur was asked about, he's like, dang right. I want him on this team. I want him to be the quarterback. I don't really know where that's coming from. So I, to answer your question, I, I think if they were to lose in the NFC championship game again, we might get something like that, right? Where I, I don't know what he really thinks. I don't know what he really feels. I'd be completely speculating, but I do think that if they do lose, it's going to be instantly um, meticulously. It's kind of somebody else's fault. You know, at this point last year, he was doing a big story with one of his allies out there that, you know, he's not a victim. He's not a victim, right? He's in this men this amazing mental place where he just learned to let go. And then they lost that game to Tampa Bay. And then what did he do for six months? He played the victim and he, he drew the Packers, dragged the Packers through the mud and wanted his GM fired. Didn't exactly shoot down that report. So we have to believe that. I, I don't know. <laughs> it could go either way, right? They win it all. He's a hero. They're building statues. They're naming streets after him. And Packer fans love him forever. If they lose, 
it could go that direction again. I think it's resolved sooner. I think he's right there. It will be resolved sooner. But I do think it will probably be somebody else's fault, not his. And that being said, I think they go to the Super Bowl and maybe win it. I, I don't know who really scares you in the NFC right now if you're Green Bay. For the people who cover Aaron, um, because I, my guess would be, you know, fans will always have Aaron's back, especially when he's winning. But for the people who cover Aaron, yourself included, if you took a vote anonymously, will he be a Packer or not? What is the vibe today? I, I think that, man, I think right now people would, the educated guess would be he, he he's back in Green Bay. I think you would take him at his word that he's had these productive conversations with, with Brian Gutekunst. And Matt LaFleur, and he loves Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, they're really, really close. I I would think that if it's about football, then you obviously stay, right, with the team that's around him. You know, I don't know where you're going to go that's better than this. And the autonomy at the line of scrimmage to do whatever the hell you want. He can do whatever he wants in Green Bay. Not going to get that elsewhere. So I think if you add that all up, you lean toward that. But this is somebody who changes his mind. You know, I who knows? Whatever Aaron Rodgers is thinking right now. Um, he he could change his mind with a win or a loss in the playoffs. Um, he easily could do that. I mean, I think it's for real that up to the eleventh hour, he was seriously considering retirement into this season. I mean, when he said that at the press conference, I, I don't think it was bluster. I mean, everything I was hearing, everything everybody was hearing, this was real. Like he he was okay stepping away. That could be a possibility. Maybe maybe he retires. So I still think Colin. It could go in a million different directions, and it's 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 up it's up to him. But it's also for the team. And I think there's also a lot of money ramifications. You, how in the hell are you going to keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? You know, if you're, if you're going to pay Aaron Rodgers what he's worth, pay Devontae Adams what, he, what he's worth. I don't know if you can. The, 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 those are cab gymnastics that I don't know if anybody could pull off. What worries me about Green Bay, and I've said this for several years, they're pretty. Like, if you tell me Aaron's going to be great, they're pretty. They're not great coming from behind. Uh, but they're pretty – they'll win their division going away. My interpretation of that is, yeah, that's what I've seen for the last 10 years mostly. Early in the year, I thought there was a physicality that really impressed me. And then I watched them play Cleveland and Chicago, and I'm like, they're not putting these teams away, and these teams are running the ball on them. And I thought to myself, oh, they're getting pretty again. And they, they are. They're the best watch. Kansas City and Green Bay are just – it's fun. You know, Buffalo's got that component, knockouts, big plays. Um, do you Are you concerned at all that teams like the Niners or the Eagles or if Leonard Fournette comes back or Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, that you can run and take Aaron out of this game? Because if you look at the yards per carry allowed, Tyler, it's bad. It's like 28th or below. It's a great point. We forget about Fournette. He was playing so well. Right before that, before that injury, that Colts game, it looked like the Buccaneers were going to run through him 30 to 40 touches a game if they wanted to. I think it should concern Green Bay to an extent. I, th- I think that, yeah, you don't want your MVP quarterback on the sideline just neutralized over there while a team's running and running and running. But I think Green Bay can kind of play that game, too. I think that's what maybe makes Green Bay dangerous is, you know, they can play the shootout style if that's what it turns into. But they can they can play that grimy game. They can win that twenty three to 
13 game if they have to. They can unleash A.J. Dillon and all 250 pounds of muscle on you and, and Aaron Jones and run the ball. I mean, their line's been been beat up all season. Now they're getting David Bakhtiari back. I, I feel like this Packers team, unlike past Packer teams, can A, run the ball, you know, with a, with a mashing back and bad conditions. You know, the one year that Eddie Lacy was in shape and was doing that, they had the crazy NFC championship loss to Seattle. So other than that, they, they haven't had a back. They had, have had a rushing offense like this with Aaron Rodgers. and defensively they're opportunistic. And it's, it, it's always tricky to play that way, you know, to rely on turnovers, but man, Rasul Douglas, it's always somebody, Devondre Campbell, um, Sean Gary, somebody new every week making a big, big play. There, there's, there's a gnarly component to this defense they just haven't seen there come January. So I, I feel like they can win that type of game that you're describing still. Uh, finally, Green Bay gets a bye. Who should they be worried about as a potential first-round playoff opponent or a first opponent for them? Who would worry you? Who do you think deep down they're a little skittish about? Love the question. I think it's San Francisco, and it's weird to say. I mean, this is a team that, God, I was banging the drum for Trey Lance. It's like, man, if you're going to give away all these firsts for somebody, just just play and move on. But then you watch a game like that tonight, and I Jimmy Garoppolo threw two picks, but man, through a thumb injury, he made some big throws. He he, he does just enough. He's got playmakers all over the place. Debo Samuel is unlike anything in the NFL with, with what he can do. Elijah Mitchell as a rookie back, maybe one of the more underrated players in the league. George Kittle, the best tight end. They're, they're going to get Trent Williams back. The defense is loaded and made a ton of plays. Um, they, they're not going to be afraid. I mean, they're not going to be afraid to go to Lambeau Field and grime it up and force a couple turnovers and, and run the ball, like you said, to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Um, they, they, they really should have beat Green Bay earlier in the season. They gave that one away. That scared me if I was Green Bay that they snuck in. Yeah, I I agree. And I also think you could put an occasional package in with Trey Lance, which you haven't done a ton of in the regular season. But I mean, you're playing with house money. Green Bay struggles against the run. You put in a red zone player to a couple of sets, a series with Trey Lance, catch the Packers off guard. The Packers, again, are going to sit out for two weeks. They'll be a little rustier. I think that's a fascinating matchup when you face these teams especially if san francisco goes into the playoffs they just beat the rams they win a first round playoff series they are a mile high playing with house money those are frightening teams tyler dunn great seeing you great 25 minutes buddy we'll talk soon anytime colin thanks so much for having me man you bet NFL playoffs are here to celebrate FanDuel Sportsbooks giving all customers, all of them, up to a $100 bonus on same-game parlays. Just place the same-game parlay on any Super Wildcard weekend game. Get a bonus, win or lose. Win or lose. The more you bet, the more you get. Payouts in two hours. Easy to use, safe and secure. Great offers for new and existing customers. Right now, first time betting with FanDuel? Get 30 to 1 odds on any team in the wildcard to win after using the promo code Colin. That's the only way you turn five bucks into 150. Promo code has to be Colin. Exclusively, FanDuel Sportsbook app. 
Easy to use. Great offers for new and existing customers. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. He's Mike Silver, co-author of the book All Things Possible, which became the basis for the movie American Underdog about Kurt Warner. That's fantastic. Wrote the book years ago. And what do you know? Well, it takes Hollywood a long time to do anything. Let's be honest. It does. I mean, every time you hear about a movie, it's like, oh, they pitched that thing 13 times. Everybody said no. People told Silver no for years. And finally, he demanded the movie get made. All right. I want to start with this. Ideally, GM coach players all get along. But when you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, it's not a necessity. Shaq, Kobe, Phil Jackson, 
It's not a necessity. KD, Draymond, Kerr. It's not a necessity. necessity. Belichick Brady never had dinner. I don't buy that Chris Greer and Brian Flores didn't get along. My takeaway is it doesn't matter. He won eight of nine with Tua. Oh, by the way, so I'll throw my theory and you can shoot it down or agree. I don't care. So Brian Flores gets the job. He immediately, by the end of year one, the defense and special teams are excellent. All he needs, draft the right quarterback and give me a competent offensive line. Greer fails at both. Stories out that Jason Locke and Fora reported, Flores wanted Herbert, and it wasn't a secret. The GM wanted Tua. I disagree with all of it. Okay, so what I'm saying is I'm defending Flores saying he doesn't have to get along with Greer. I don't care. If if I wanted Herbert and the GM wanted Tua and I fixed the defense and special teams immediately, I would be bitter. I, I would I would agree if I believed that Flores wanted Herbert. So I'll, I'll tell you what I have okay. come to learn. And, you know, first of all, Brian Flores is his own guy. He's not a Bill Belichick clone, but there's a lot of Bill Belichick in the way that he was trying to do it. And that works if you have Tom Brady. It works if you have a track record like Bill Belichick does. It has not gone well for the most part um, ever in any building or very rarely um, other than Belichick. Um, If you can't get along with Chris Greer, by the way, I'm saying that's you. He's probably the... GM in the league, who's the easiest person as a person to get along with. So this is what I believe. Um, And it's a weird organization with different power dynamics and an owner who's strong, but not always there. Um, I think that Brian Flores did a really good coaching job. And in a league where minority hiring is shameful, it's super disheartening to see a guy who did that well be let go abruptly. I believe that Brian Flores had the power in that building and that if he wanted Justin Herbert, there's zero chance Justin Herbert would not be a Miami Dolphin. So I don't I I think he wanted to and got to it, which doesn't make him I, I wouldn't fire Brian Flores for that. You know, people make mistakes. That's a regrettable one, obviously, if it's Brian Flores. But I think that Brian Flores wanted Deshaun Watson. And I think Brian Flores wanted to uh, then wanted Deshaun Watson and Chris Greer for the most part was doing for Brian Flores what he thought Brian Flores wanted doesn't mean Chris Greer hasn't made evaluation mistakes but I don't think he was big timing him I think Flores had the power and so you know a lot of times when people get let go and we don't understand it and again I don't want to I don't want to discount the overtones on the minority hiring thing, because it really stings in this case. But let's compare it to say John Dorsey is out abruptly in Kansas City. What? Didn't he help Andy Reid build that thing? How is John Dorsey? Usually when I dig in on those things, the answer comes down to the person who got let go did a very bad job of managing his relationship with the owner. And and I would say Adam Gase did that too in Miami. Um, at some point, you don't have to be best friends with the owner, 
You don't have to be aligned on everything with the owner, but you have to understand what the owner expects and needs relationship-wise, even if there are go-betweens. And I think if you come in acting like, hey, I'm Bill Belichick and, you know, I'm just uh, consumed with power and I'm not going to get along to get along, I'm just going to do what I do and people can like it or not. And the only thing that matters is if I win, um, you can get alienated from certain owners. And that's what I believe happened. I think Brian Flores is out because he had the power and didn't manage that situation well. Still regrettable from a minority hiring standpoint because he did a very good job as a coach. So um, this is an interesting time of the year. Jim Harbaugh called me the other day. I love it. And, and his dad had watched the show and told Jimmy should call me and thank him for nice things I said. So we talked for about five minutes. Nice. And he's got he's got a really cool setup at Michigan. His dad lives next door. So the kids leave the house, go right next door to grandpa's. Perfect. It's like Obama he's got, in the it's like Obama in the White House with <laughs> Michelle's mom. It's brilliant. <laughs> so Michigan's rolling. They yep. probably won't beat Ohio State next year, but he's got Cade McNamara, the recruiting's rolling, and he's got a really good young staff. If he left, Michigan's in a tight spot. The hiring cycle is done. He's got some leverage. I look at all these jobs. They've all got major red flags. Raiders owner, Raiders GM. Uh, Denver doesn't have a quarterback, although I love their GM and I love their roster. Yeah. Um, I think I think Justin Fields is good. He was bad a lot and hurt a lot. What are you hearing on Harbaugh? This is where I lean into you. You know, Jim, you covered him. Yeah. I When I talked to him for five minutes, I didn't want to ask him straight out. I just tried to listen to his tone. Boy, the Michigan situation, Mike, is good. He's His wife's happy. His kids are happy. I just don't think there's the – remember a few years ago, McCarthy gets Dallas. That's a great job. LaFleur gets Green Bay. That's a great job. Brandon Staley gets Justin Herbert. That's a great job. Yeah. I don't think any of these are A jobs. Okay, so a lot to unpack. Number one, he loves his alma mater, as he should, and there is an emotional pull there, and as you said, some lifestyle things. Number two, maybe they leaned on him a little bit a year ago when they thought they had some leverage, and Jim's a competitive guy, and maybe he's just leaning back and he'll extract his leverage uh, revenge, which is a strong word, and they'll – give them a little more money or whatever security and it'll, it'll feel different. Um, the reason Jim Harbaugh is different from you and me, and we are people who have a strong sense of self collectively right. and individually. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh doesn't believe any job's a bad job because his sense of self is even stronger. He's like, I don't care. I'll win. He, I think he believes he could go to any job anywhere and affect change and win. And that's whether whether you believe that or not, as an outsider, the thing that makes Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh is that thing. So the, I think in his heart, he's played in the NFL for a long time. I think most football people, if they're being honest, college is cool. 
there's an emotional attachment. It's not the same. It's not the highest level. The highest level of football is clearly the NFL and it's not close. And for people who are that competitive and have that kind of sense of self deep inside, look, he went to the NFL during a lockout year. He took a losing team and got them to the brink of the Super Bowl. Then he got them to the brink of a championship. Then a Richard Sherman tip away from another shot at it. He lost to his brother. He lost the Super Bowl, a close Super Bowl to his brother. So knowing what I know about Jim Harbaugh, yes, all of that may be overridden by pragmatics or his love for his alma mater. It's all understandable. I just think deep inside, he wants to go back to the biggest stage and finish what he almost did last time. It's such an interesting guy. All right, I bring in my buddy, Chad Millman. Sharp or square, I make my picks. He takes them and pokes and prods them. All right, I'm going to take the Eagles plus eight and a half at the Buccaneers. Now, here's the one thing that worries me. The Bucs are a great red zone offense. They get touchdowns, not field goals. But I think the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is now healthy, are a handful to play. This is not your typical run offense. They lead the NFL in big plays, by the way. Big plays being 10-yard-plus runs and 20-yard-plus passes. Tampa is beat up. They are a beat-up football team. And the Eagles, all year long, even against good defenses, have been bizarrely productive. I think Tampa wins, but an offense that was completely limited in the first round last year gave them trouble. I think the Eagles keep it close. Weather's a non-factor. The healthier team is Philadelphia. I worry about Brady getting in the red zone. He gets sevens, not threes, and that could push the line higher and push the score higher. But I would take the Eagles, sharp or square. Very sharp. Um, Again, another huge pros-Joes game. Uh, 63% of the bets on the Bucs. 58% 58% of the money on the Eagles. That tells you professionals are coming in on the Eagles. This line opened at 10. Uh, it got bet down to eight and a half. Bookmakers saw that was sort of the hard stop for professionals better, for professional betters. When it got to eight and a half, it went back up to nine and then went back down to eight and a half. Um, one thing I will correct you on, weather is expected to be a factor. It could be very windy. There could be thunderst- thunderstorms. The reason the professional betters like this game is they do expect it to be relatively low scoring. They do expect the Eagles to be pretty conservative with Jalen Hurts in his first uh, NFL playoff game. And they've just proven like they're going to run the ball. That's what they like to do. And I think a lot of guys are saying, not only do we like the Eagles in the game, we're also going to bet the Eagles in the first half because we've seen the Eagles play a very slow tempo, a lot of games for the Eagles. Zero points, three points, seven points. So uh, take a little taste on the Eagles in the first half, too. All right. This is the strangest one. I love the Niners all week. All week. Now, everybody loves the Niners. It's no longer an upset. So at three, I would probably take Dallas, sharper square. Square. Uh, So this was also on the radio today. You talked about you want to bet against Bob from Sheboygan. Yep. Right. That's my theory. Using the 49ers as your example. Number one. As a Chicagoan, uh, northern Chicagoan, north shore of Chicago in the suburbs, I've been to Sheboygan a million times. It's beautiful in Sheboygan. You, Once can't, upon get, a time, you can't get a good bowl of soup in Sheboygan, I've been told. 
Oh my God, are you kidding me? It's like the soup capital of the Midwest. <laughs> of course you can get a good bowl of soup in Sheboygan. What are you going to do in Wisconsin other than get a good bowl of soup? <laughs> my wife, when we lived in New York, we first started living in New York. I used to always say to her, I want to move back to Chicago. I want to move back to Chicago. She looks at me and she goes, listen, if I have the option between going to the Hamptons for the summer or going to Sheboygan, why would I go back to Chicago? Joke's on her because I moved her to Central Connecticut. Now we can't get anywhere. But Sheboygan's great. Bob Sheboygan from Sheboygan is going to be on the Cowboys. The pros are going to be on the Niners. Um, and, you know, you talked about this with Cosell, right? You talked with Greg Cosell. You talked about Greg Kittle being able to get open over the middle. George Kittle, you yeah. About, yeah. I mean, about George Kittle, right? You talked about uh, that, about Debo Samuel getting open, right? Like, this is where the 49ers will have an advantage. And then on defense, they can control the line of scrimmage because their rush defense is so good and they can make the Cowboys one-dimensional, which is not great when Ezekiel Elliott has not been able to function very well as a running back and Dak has struggled as a quarterback. So it's a coaching mismatch. mismatch. I think it's a personnel mismatch. I think the wise guys like the 49ers. What's scaring them is the very first thing you said. The wise guys don't like to be with public dogs. And the 49ers are becoming a public dog. They are the team that everybody thinks is going to cover against the Cowboys or potentially beat the Cowboys. So that's giving them a little bit of pause, but they're on the Niners. Steelers plus 12 and a half at the Chiefs. I've been saying Kansas City's offense is uneven. Pittsburgh, though, I'm not sure how they can move the ball. Uh, Mike Tomlin's a great underdog coach, but I've got to tell you, Pittsburgh is painful offensively. And I have a feeling the Chiefs went in a route. I know it's square, right? It's a little bit square, but not totally square. Like, this is one where you're not going to get a consensus. The line has moved down a little bit, went from about 13 and a half to 12 and a half. So, you know, the professionals came in on the Steelers, but everything you said is why guys are thinking about the Chiefs. And I mentioned sort of the advantage and what the metrics and, and the analytics say or the stats say about um, uh, underdogs in the playoffs that are of less than a touchdown. More than a touchdown, they tend to cover. The, the, the favorites tend to cover. And this is a spot where the Chiefs are 12 and a half. We know it's a rah-rah Mike Tomlin situation. His defense is going to have to carry the cheerleading for this team. And I do think like the one thing they do really well is rush the passer. Patrick Mahomes knows how to handle the rush. This Chiefs team could score 14 points and still cover the spread because the Steelers might not be able to score at all. Big Ben, in the last three games, he was only his average completion went for 7.2 yards. I know. His yards per attempt were four. Like he just looks washed. I, I think like he's he's holding it together with duct tape right now. Go to the YouTube page, look up the volume sports, click that red button. Also Instagram, rate, review, subscribe at the volume sports. Talk soon.
Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow. Grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in? The concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces. The chance to connect with nature. Maybe chase some elk. Fish a prize of its dream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.